Welcome to Let Me Ask My Dad, the podcast where I ask my dad some stuff. I am your adult child host, Mel. And I'm your dad host, John. And you can tell I'm an adult child because my voice just cracked there. It's very good. We're going to keep it in the podcast. <laughs> uh, so, Dad, last week we touched on something that, that I, I was a little bit more, more curious about. So, do you believe in aliens? <laughs> okay. So, here's another one, like ghosts, where... Um, I've heard aliens, but I'm not sure if they're real. Not not completely, (laughs) but the universe is infinite, is big. It's literally infinite. So I don't know if it's infinite because I've heard sayings that it's not infinite because it's complete. It's it's expanding. So how could something be infinite and expanding? Because that that doesn't go together. So, Mm. I mean, I, I always grew up thinking that it was infinite, but now I hear these these uh, astrophysicists saying that it's expanding and so technically not infinite but in our heads it's infinite enough yeah <laughs> uh, it's 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 larger than we can comprehend we're very small <laughs> <laughs> right so when you have something that's you know like like the universe that's larger than you could possibly comprehend with i mean trillions of stars and possible planets and all these other things you you now start running into that um what is it the law of big numbers or large numbers or whatever you've got you've got that thing when you've got something that that that's that big thinking that we are the only intelligent life in this uniform in this universe is very arrogant Mm -hmm. i agree as far as i'm concerned it's it's very likely that there is other intelligent life in this universe and some of it may be less advanced than we are. And it's very likely that there's quite a few that are much more advanced than we are by a significant amount of time. You know, we we base time in our basically on our lifetime. Mm-hmm. So these huge numbers of time, I mean, these huge lengths of time just are hard to comprehend by, you know, normal people like us. We're not mathematicians. <laughs> Right. So is it is it possible that aliens or you know uh, other life forms, intelligent life forms would be able to travel great lengths of space? Yeah. Is it possible that they could get here? It's hard to say that it wouldn't be possible for them to get here because their understanding of of physics and the laws of nature and that are, are you know likely to be much more advanced than ours uh, than what we understand right now. So so you, you can't put it into our box of, well, the speed of light's as fast as you could possibly go. And there's so much distance in between that there's no way that they could get from one place to another. And there may be ways outside of that that we couldn't possibly understand. That being said, you take those things of, for one, the extreme largeness of the universe and how small we are in relation to the rest of the universe. How the hell would they find us? That's mm, like we're hiding. Yeah, so we're not, you know, intelligent life is is going to be really rare. I mean, there's just, I mean, if it wasn't really wa- rare, we'd already know about other life, you know, other intelligent life forms if it wasn't extremely rare. So, you know, we're looking at an extremely rare thing with extremely large distances that we couldn't possibly comprehend. And now they're going to find us, which is going to be very difficult to do because the only way to find us is by hearing us and they'd be too far away with our radio waves and that sort of thing because they do travel at the speed of light although there may be a way around that but just if if you just look at the the bigness behind everything and, and just the immensity of of things it's it's unlikely they'd be able to find us i mean we are 
we're not even the needle in the haystack. We're much smaller than the needle in the haystack. We're, we're the, it's so big. I can't even come up with, <laughs> with, with an analogy to that. I mean, it's just, it's, it, it's just would be so we're difficult. We're the needle in the really, 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 really big haystack. Yeah. Yeah. It would, yeah. It would, you know, we're the atom in the haystack. That's a, the size of a galaxy. I don't know. It, it, I, it's just there's just so much out there that it would be so difficult to find us that you'd really have to stumble across the other but but like i said they're super advanced so who knows yeah maybe they have really good sensors so then the other things are are, if you're a super advanced being and you did happen to stumble across or find out there, we're here now. Now, remember, you'd have to be super, super advanced to a point we couldn't or understand. Really, either. really lucky. Yeah, but yeah, really, really lucky, or but more likely, ex- advancement that we couldn't understand. You'd have to be super, super advanced. I mean, just insanely advanced. Why would you come here and put things in our butt? I mean, honestly, why? <laughs> why would that be your plan? I mean, why would you? Go travel on these long things, be super secretive about it, you know, suck us up in the middle of the, you know, in the middle of the night. Another thing that only happens at night, um, pull you up in the middle of the night and and then do medical experiments with you. And and these people who say they're abducted by aliens do tend to talk about rectal things a lot. Why? Why would they do that? What, what it doesn't make any sense why the hell would they come all the way across I mean, here to be secretive and to do experiments on us to find out i mean like I more if you if though. you if you look at medicine rectal thermometers are the most accurate i don't know if that's true <laughs> yeah, i might have just made that <laughs> that's true they might be checked they might well, be checking to, our temperature okay, so you have to you have to do rectal thermometers for dogs you have to do rectal thermometers for babies. The only reason you don't do it for adults is because they whine about it. <laughs> right, that's true. And you know what it may be? They may be so advanced that you know we don't understand that you can learn a lot about a creature through their butt. Yeah, the so. butt, the butt <laughs> is the portal to all knowledge. <laughs> Apparently. So maybe we're not advanced enough to understand that. So I'll play devil's advocate on that one. Maybe we're not advanced enough to understand that, but it just doesn't make any sense to me why you would go to such great lengths to come here and screw with us. And and if you go with all these different alien sightings and UFO sightings, you know, if all if all these UFO sightings that of course UFO sightings haven't been figured out because they're still <laughs> unidentified. Or else they wouldn't be called UFO sightings. <laughs> right, exactly. So if if all these UFO sightings are alien, that means there's a whole bunch of different kinds of aliens, according to what I hear through these things. Uh, there's a whole bunch of different kinds of aliens that are coming to visit us. So that's aliens. So that's not just one. That's not just one advanced group. That's multiple advanced groups from way out in the middle of nowhere are coming here to screw with our cows and and think, stick things in our butt. So I don't. It, I know that oversimplifies it, a very complicated thing, <laughs> but it just seems weird. Now, just like the ghost TV shows, I also watch the alien TV shows. So who built the pyramids? Right. I watch, <laughs> I watch ancient aliens. And I primarily watch, ancient, well, like with the ghost shows, I watch them for the entertainment value. But mostly I watch them for, you know, and I'm not like, I wouldn't consider myself like a skeptic. You know, I, I, I like, you know, but I, I do like to listen to things and find where the holes are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the thing with ancient aliens 
is how long has this show been on? This show's been on a long time. So Ancient Aliens, I actually I went back and figured this out a little while ago. Ancient Aliens was originally a TV special. It was not an actual show. It was a TV special, and so many people liked the TV special that they made it a show. Okay. And I will, I will, I will also preface this: I live in the state of Washington. This is legal. Ancient Aliens is mostly, or at least, more interesting when you're high. <laughs> oh, you probably. <laughs> it's yeah. way more interesting when it's late at night and you're high. It has to be at night because aliens and ghost things have to happen at night. <laughs> But also, you have to be high. But and I remember the original Ancient Aliens shows when you know they they went into that whole thing. You know, they went into pyramids and the Mayans, and it was it was ancient alien stuff. It's been on for so long now that I actually watched one last yesterday. Uh, my wife turned one on, and and uh, and but I like to pick it apart now. I like to pick apart a lot of I TV bet she shows hates now, that, but. doesn't she? <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I haven't asked. But she wasn't watching it seriously either. She doesn't think that... I feel like she probably just like zones out a little bit when you're like, I don't know if this is real. (laughs) But now they've they've had so many seasons on and they've been on for so long, they're running out of stuff. So now they're making up even more preposterous stuff that they're throwing in... Uh, oh, what was the one? Oh, the now now they're 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 matching up. Uh, the one I saw yesterday, they're matching up aliens with the Great Flood. Okay, mm. so let's talk about my views on the Great Flood. You know, you keep hearing over and over again that the Great Flood must have happened because all these different civilizations around the world have a Great Flood story. Well, f- floods happen everywhere. Do you want to know my my theory on the Great Flood? Sure. I don't know. I wasn't there. Okay, yeah. So, <laughs> so civilizations all over the world. What's you know, uh, one thing that they had in common uh, among all the civiliz- civilizations all over the world, the ancient civiliz- civilizations is, or their thing was their communication. The communications they had did not go in and outside, inside or outside there. They didn't get anything in or out. Of their communities, yeah. And their world was a very small place because we didn't have airplanes and the internet or even, you know, any sort of travel that could get you anywhere. I mean, they had to travel days and days and days by foot to get to the next village, which was to us would be the next town over. Mm -hmm. So there was no communication between Mesopotamians and uh, Native Americans, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking about people from different time periods too. But yeah. um, all these different, you know, they they use this. Oh, there must have been. They a great also f- didn't have time travel back then. <laughs> right, right, right. And you know, and they keep using this ex- this this explanation of oh, since there is all these different civilizations have a um, uh, a story of a great flood then that must mean that there was a worldwide great flood. Mm-hmm. Well, no. Floods happen all the time. In my lifetime, I've been through a few great floods. Um, you know, when we lived in Nebraska, they had that huge flood that, I mean, just, it was an enormous flood. It it was like Nebraska and all of Iowa and Illinois. I mean, this was a huge area. If, you know, if, if you were someone who didn't communicate, wasn't able to communicate outside of your village world type place, you would think that the, you know, every place was flooded because this was a disastrous flood to you. And this happens everywhere. 
This has happened everywhere over time. So everyone has a flood story, a great flood story, doesn't mean the entire planet was under a flood. And where did that water come from where it covered up all the land? And where the hell did it go when the land was no longer covered? I mean, oceans exist. Oceans exist, but if you got enough rain to raise all the oceans where almost all of the land was covered, where the hell did that water go afterwards? I mean, it also it also could be a translation issue. Maybe it wasn't maybe it wasn't a great flood, as in this was a very large flood. Maybe it was just like this is a cool flood. Our crops got some water. That was nice. Well, yeah. Well, I can see where someone, you know, if you were in a place and I had a great big flood, you would think that everywhere in the world was flooded because your world was very, very small. You had no idea what, how big the world was. So this whole thing of putting all of them together and saying that there was one worldwide great flood is ridiculous. These were floods that happened at different times in very local areas. But people, their whole world was the very local area. They didn't have a world outside that. So Yeah, the more important question is, how did aliens cause this real bad weather? So... It wasn't that the aliens caused real bad weather. It's that the aliens... Okay, this is what they said yesterday. Oh, please tell me that they fixed it. The aliens, um, you know, kind of like the one in the Bible where it was about um, getting rid of the people who have gone... You know, getting rid of people because it had all gone astray. Mm -hmm. You know, if, you know, people had lost their way and Genocide they had gone astray. Genocide via water. <laughs> right. So the aliens... So if you use the alien side of this, um, since they seeded us here... Oh, um, okay. according to the ancient, according to ancient alien theorists, which I didn't even know was a real job, but apparently so wait, are that's we one. aliens or are we their like pet project? So we, so I've seen we're a pet project. Um, we're a hybrid. You know, the one guy said that most of us are alien hybrids. Okay, which you think would show up in our, you know, when you do a twenty three and Me thing, but apparently not. But what they so. The same story, only the aliens didn't like the direction we were going in, so they decided they had to kill the majority of us. So they redirected an asteroid that then slammed into the ocean, and then when it did that, it um, caused all this, caused the water to rise, and you know. And that's where Australia came from. It's the same bullshit science that you see on every <laughs> on every episode of Ancient Aliens, and and th and, and that may be one of the, I think that is one of the reasons why I like. To watch it is because every one of the shows is just layers and layers and layers of bullshit science. And I just, I don't know, it makes me feel warm inside when I notice it. Well, this is a, this is a thing that you have been interested in for a long time, because I remember as a child, something you would listen to to help you fall asleep was Coast to Coast with Art Bell. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's there's two reasons behind that. I, I, I do have a fascination with the paranormal, although I I personally believe that most of it's bullshit. But I, I do have a fascination with it. When, when I was in elementary school, I remember uh, going to the school library, and I would, they had UFO books there. Mm -hmm. And I would read those same UFO books over and over and over again. And they had the grainy pictures that look like two plates stuffed together, you know, two paper plates on top of each other, someone painted silver, you know, and it was, and I was always fascinated by that whole world. That's not what's presented to you. And, but there's a lot more of the world that's not presented to you. That's real. Mm. Um, like the Illuminati. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a whole episode right there. I'll uh, write it down. So, <laughs> so uh, so I, I, I was fascinated with UFOs. Uh, I was fascinated with the Loch Ness Monster. And I was fascinated with Bull Bigfoot. 
I'm still fascinated with Bigfoot, but which is weird because I'm the one who lives in the Pacific Northwest. Right, you're the one who lives around Bigfoot. I, you know, if Bigfoot was here, we'd see Bigfoot because there are no trees. Yeah. Uh, so you, you could see Bigfoot a few miles away. So I was always had a fascination with that, and then I uh, I went into a career field where part of my job was to answer or, you know originally phone calls, and then when we got email, then email and phone calls from people who believe in a lot of conspiracy theory stuff. I am so happy. I was literally going to ask you about this, if you got any weird phone calls in public <laughs> affairs. So, Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that was the you know, that was a good chunk of my job. So I started listening to Coast to Coast AM you know, when Art Bell you know, was on. I think I started listening to it. It might have been when, when we were in Omaha. It was after I had joined the Air Force. And I started listening to it. And I, and I found it fascinating because there were all these just totally bizarre stories and i like hearing bizarre stories even if i know deep down inside that it's probably <laughs> that it's probably crap so but i'm still completely fascinated by it i mean that guy who had you know the hole that they did had no idea how deep it was in his backyard and i think that was in washington state i think mel mel's hole I've, um I've, that was I've just never heard just, of that <laughs> The whole story behind it was just so fascinating, but I know it's, a, and, but, and then it turns into this whole thing where the government took it over and he had to run for his life and the, they took over, you know, the, Cause the, he had a really big hole, the black. Yeah. There was, you know, yeah, that's that, that natural progression of the conspiracy theory is then the government found out about it and they came in their black SUVs mm. and, uh, guys wearing sunglasses then, you know, took it over. By force. I know that's not aliens, but yeah. We, so I would. It could be listen, aliens. So I really listen to Coast <laughs> to Coast AM for two reasons. One, I'm fascinated by these stories. I, I love storytelling. Whether the storytelling is, um, you know, I really like nonfiction storytelling, like uh, uh, like Radio Lab and 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 stuff you hear on other podcasts. Um, I love those. I love stories, mm -hmm. uh, but I also like the fiction stories too. The fiction stories that are told as though they're they're not fiction, I find absolutely fascinating, and I, <laughs> I I'm not really sure why. I might figure that out someday. And then the second reason was I work I work in a career field that talks to the people who believe this stuff that really strongly believe this stuff, like harp and chemtrails and you know things like that. These conspiracy theory type things so it's good to know what people are talking about and what they're thinking about before i get the phone call so it was it was really it was really job research <laughs> yeah well that was one part of it job research and uh and then the other part of it was uh i'm just fascinated by the stories now it's it's changed a lot of it's changed a lot over the years art bell died you know, he, well, he left the show and then he died and and the show's really gone in a different direction where it's it's you know it's more angels and and ghosts and stuff like that and that's not as I don't interesting. know maybe not not as interesting to me <laughs> you know but you know the I'm I'm not sure if you'd be allowed to talk about this do you do you have any any good weird alien phone call stories from from places you have worked you know we used to get okay we referred to every call that was weird like that. We, we no matter if it was about aliens or not, we referred to them as alien calls. So if someone called up, you know, if somebody called up about something that wasn't even close to aliens, but it was still conspiracy theory weird, mm -hmm. 
we still referred to them as alien calls. Just because the majority were probably alien calls. I mean, I mean people don't know yet. I, w- I was in the Air Force. Uh, I'm, I'm retired from the Air Force. And uh, and I worked in, in public affairs. So um, the Air Force is really the, um, the place where people call about uh, aliens. In fact, the first phone call I took in the Air Force... Uh, I had been in the office for like two days uh, after I got out of basic training and had gone through my training and I get to my, my main office and, and uh, the phone rings and somebody says, hey, just answer the phone and, you know, say your name, say the office and your name. And, uh, and then if you, if you can't answer the question, then you just say, let me get someone for you. And then you put it on hold and then we'll take care of it for you. But I just want you to get used to making the call, answering the phones. I was like, okay. First one I call, first time I pick up the phone in a public affairs office in the United States Air Force, it's a woman on the other side of the line saying, uh, a UFO landed in my yard yesterday and I need to talk to somebody about it. And <laughs> like, I, did, so she, I said, did she try calling the Let me get first? someone who can help you with this. And I put her on hold. <laughs> and I said, a woman had a UFO land in her yard and they started laughing and they said, oh, you got an alien call. <laughs> and so, and then they, you know, they took care of it. So, um, so that was my first experience with, with an alien call. But yeah, we, I mean, we used to get, I would get alien calls all the time. And then, I mean, my last duty station was Nellis Air Force Base in Las Vegas, 90 miles away from Area 51. Uh, and everyone in the world thinks that Nellis Air Force Base runs Area 51. Because it's the closest. Everyone, everyone thinks that. I feel like it's more likely that Area 51 runs Area 51, but that's just me. <laughs> the, there's actually a unit that runs Area 51, but they're not, they're not headquartered out of Nellis. They're not headquartered out of the, the headquarters for that unit is not out of Nellis. It's also not out of Area 51. They have a made, they have a, a, a higher headquarter that is in a real base. Um, I don't think it's a secret, but I'm not going to talk about it. You're probably still not supposed to talk about it. (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's not a secret, but I'm not going to talk about it anyway. I mean, I I heard about it somewhere else. So we got a lot more alien calls there. There was a lot of UFO calls and alien calls that came into Nellis just because of our proximity to Area 51, which I don't believe has aliens either. Too obvious. What? That's the thing. Okay. (laughs) So, I mean... What, why would you why would you keep your aliens at a place where everyone thinks you're keeping the aliens like the uh, so the stealth fighter the F117A mm-hmm. stealth fighter was developed and built in a hangar in Burbank California I don't think we've gone through Burbank but Burbank is there's that's where the the major television networks are mm-hmm. and I mean that's it's a, fair, it's a it's city a, it's a very populous a area yeah so we built a super secret airplane Designed and built a super secret airplane right in the middle of the city. So, I mean, this is the stuff that goes on. I mean, you don't, you're not going to hide stuff where people are looking for it. Yeah. I mean, that's dumb. You hide stuff where people aren't going to be looking for it. And sometimes that's in plain sight. Actually, that's actually a a good way to do it is in plain sight. So. No pun intended. Right. Yeah. So there you go. Plain. (laughs) So there's. We built a plane in plain sight. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense to have. Well, I guess it could make some sense. But when I was a kid. We were all told that the aliens were at uh, Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Hangar 13, and that's in Dayton, Ohio. So where the hell are the aliens? So do we move them around? For me, it was it was the aliens were in New Mexico, and then they and then they put them in Area 51. All right. So when I was a kid, it was the aliens crashed in New Mexico, and then they were shuttled off to Hangar 13 at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. And I've actually been by a hangar that had 13 written on it at Wright-Patterson when I was in the Boy Scouts. Hmm. And, uh, and we took a tour there. 
They didn't take us a tour inside Hangar 13. Mm. We're like, hey, that's Hangar 13. So you didn't get your Alien Merit badge? I think, yeah, I think there was a, <laughs> I think there was a movie back in the 70s that was called Hangar 13 that was about the aliens that they put inside Hangar 13. And then maybe later on, then they moved them out to Area 51. or I, I don't know. I don't know the whole story behind. I, I don't know the whole crap story about the moving of the aliens that never actually crashed on this planet. So, like I was saying at the be, at the beginning, you know, we have this this uh, nearly infinite bigness. In, in in our mind, it's it's infinite, and you know, just the the absolute difficulty of finding us and then coming here and then you freaking crash. Come on, that doesn't make. I mean, that's so stupid. It's like me. I mean, it's like me going, okay, I'm going to plan this trip to Hawaii and, uh, you know, I got to save up all this money and I'm going to go there. And then I go there and I rent a car and drive out of the parking lot and crash into a bus. I mean, I mean, that's something that could happen, though. That's a bad example because that could definitely happen. That is a bad example because I'm I'm sure that does happen to some people. But it just, (laughs) but not the first person. I've done all of that except for the crash part. (laughs) I did rent a car in Hawaii. I didn't crash into anything. So, but. But I mean, yeah, me too. I've never crashed into anything in Hawaii. But that whole idea of you go through all this work to get here and then you crash into Roswell, New Mexico. You didn't even crash into a nice place. You crashed into Roswell, New Mexico in what was that, the forties, fifties? I don't know. I don't know, but I Somewhere feel around like, that period. I feel like no one really chooses where they crash. Well, well yeah, yeah, that, that's true. So but I don't know, there's just there's so many holes in in all that stuff that there's just too many things that you can just say, well, well, why this and why that? Why can't you explain that? And I, and I understand that, you know, that, that's a little stretch to explain why they crashed in, in, in New Mexico. But <laughs> uh, but all the other things and, it, and all you have to do is sit through, you know, ancient aliens, you know, and I know these people that they really believe in this stuff. And, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to say that people are stupid or anything like that. But what I am trying to say is, you know, some of the things just don't make any sense. And if you, I mean, there's just these wide open holes. Um, th- there was one thing I wanted to talk about with aliens is, um, I don't know if you've heard of Colonel John Alexander. Look him up. Um, he, uh, he, was in, he was in the army. Uh, he's retired from the army. And uh, pretty, pretty famous when it comes to, he, he worked on some projects in the army when they, when they were doing some uh, paranormal type things like the the uh, remote viewing and things like that so he's always been kind of a he's one of those people i've always wanted to meet and you know just because of that fascination with things that are paranormal even though i believe that most of it's crap and then when i was working up at up at the mountain the people i worked with knew him <laughs> and uh they said oh would you like to meet him he's you know he's gonna come up here and i was like hell yeah i want to meet him this is like meeting <laughs> you know you know, for some people, it's like meeting a sports star or whatever. I mean, this was, you know, this is, this is, this is, you know, a big deal to me. Mm-hmm. So I meet him, real nice guy. You know, I just, you know, think this is great. So then a couple of weeks later, they approach me and they say, hey, John wanted to go out to dinner with you and your, John and his wife wants to go out to dinner with us and you, he, he'd like you to come along and this other person. And I was like, yeah, sure. Go out to dinner with him. Yeah. So we went to this uh, Mexican restaurant here in town called Macayo's. And in fact, I think they've closed down that restaurant since then. They uh, so we went to dinner with them and we chatted with them, and I got to learn an awful lot about him. And you know, I just thought he was one of these guys that just believed in all of this, you know, all this paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, I don't want to call him a skeptic, but he's an invest. He he's investigative. He goes out and investigates all these different stories. 
And, uh, and actually, he wanted to talk to me about, since I was in the Air Force and worked at Nellis, and then I also worked up at the mountain, there's this whole story about these aliens called tall white aliens. I mess it up a lot because I mess it up with the, the, Starbu- the Starbucks coffee flat white, but it's tall white. So, the, so it's not the flat white aliens, it's tall white aliens. And apparently they're, the whole legend behind this is that a Creech Air Force base, which is up the road um, from us, that back in the land back there, back towards Area 51, that there's actually this underground base where the tall white aliens work out of. But they operate, they're seen up in Mount Charleston a lot. Now, he asked me if I've ever seen the tall white aliens, and I was like, I have no idea what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> so then he explained it to me, and I was like, oh, no, I have no experience with that at all. But after chatting with him, um, he told me that there is only one because he goes out and investigates his stuff and interviews people. He travels all over the world. The guy is amazing. I mean, he's amazing. He's so fascinating. He's everything that I wanted him to be. Yeah. So it was just wonderful for me. And uh, But he was telling me there's only one UFO story that he hasn't been able that, that he hasn't been able to dispel uh, with any other or explain with anything other anything else other than it being aliens Mm -hmm. and it was one that took place back in england i want to say in the 70s or 80s on an air force base and the you've probably if you've watched any of this alien stuff you've probably heard about it it was two uh air force security forces guys uh they were out in the woods this thing landed the one guy touched it 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 gave them all this um uh, digital information zeros and ones and and uh he interviewed both of those guys. I mean, both those guys are in, I mean, they're older than I am. I mean, this was quite some time ago. And uh, he interviewed both these guys. And he said it was the only the only one he was investigated where he cannot explain it away. Hmm. So I thought that was interesting that this guy is has talked to all kinds. You know, he, he's investigated all these different UFO things. And that's the only, only one of them is one he couldn't explain away. So I found that to be pretty interesting. I also love that you got invited to dinner with this dude so he could ask you if you've seen aliens <laughs> i yeah i think that I, I mean we i mean we chatted he he knew that i you know I, I was you know interested in you know this sort of thing or i was fascinated by this sort of thing and i flat out told him i said i you know i don't i don't be- really believe that any of this stuff is real and his wife is i mean she really believes all this stuff is real she's she's wild I mean, I'd, I'd really like to spend some more time with them because she says she can call in the aliens. And I mean, I'd really like to spend some time like out in the dark in the middle of nowhere where you can see all the stars with these people. At but night in the but dark. They're, I mean, they're really busy and they're and they're 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 quite old. I mean, he's he, he's up there in age, yeah. but they travel all over the place. And but um, and it's not like we're close friends. I mean, we, you know, we met once and then went out to dinner. But and we got to have a really good talk. And I explained to him that you know I'm fascinated by this stuff. I just don't, I just don't buy into it. Mm-hmm. You know, Bigfoot. I guess that's another story. Yeah, I feel I, like I could talk for a while about Bigfoot. I feel like it, it would be, it would be a disservice if we if we finish this episode without talking about Space Force. So I I recently looked into Space Force because I, I had obviously heard about it as everyone has, and I didn't realize they just renamed and expanded a department of the Air Force to make Space Force. Yep, yep. <laughs> guess I don't have to explain that to you now. Yeah. So, so basically we've had Space Command for, well, before I joined the Air Force. Yeah, and you joined and, in uh, 90 or 91? You joined right. in 90. I, enjoyed, I joined in 90. And honestly, for... 
a large chunk of my Air Force career, there has always been, uh, there's been talk about uh, one day spinning off that, I mean, sometime in the future, eventually it was going to happen that Space Force would, or Space Command would would spin off into their own service. Kind of like the Air Force spun off after after World War II in 1947, because it used to be the Army Air Corps. We mm-hmm. were the... Uh, the Air Force was the became a when they the Army Air Corps spun off and became its own separate service. So we had been talking about I mean, we've been talking about this for decades, <laughs> decades. I mean, honestly, decades that there was going to be a day when there would be a Space Force. And we all kind of joked about it like, hey, if Space Force was to happen, would you go to Space Force? And, you know, and those of us that, you know, I kind of grew up in the. uh uh, I, I, I never worked in a space command unit, although I did go visit them and take uh, uh, took some TV stuff out there. And, and kind of, you know, I guess when we stood up Global Strike Command, we brought space people in. But technically, it's not as it wasn't part of space command. It's when they when they moved all the nuclear stuff into one spot again. And so so I never worked for space command. The majority of the time I was in the fighter community, mm-hmm. some of the reconnaissance, never the never the heavies, but. In our world, we just made fun of Space Command because it was people who worked in dark rooms. Because they weren't the ones getting the calls. They, you were. <laughs> they tracked, well, they tracked satellites, and then they were also in charge of all the missiles. So there was people underground waiting to launch a missile that they never did. So we always made fun of them. It's kind of like, and I'm not in the Navy, but I would assume that the surface people probably make fun of the submarine people because... <laughs> They're down in a tube underneath the water all the time. And Everybody it's probably makes the other fun way of the around. underground people. Everyone makes fun of the mole people. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> um, so there was always that sort of. So when it came around, it would be like, hey, you know, if they spun off into a space force, would you would you, you know, transfer over and become part of space force? Which is actually real conversations that are going on that are legitimate with people now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I was always like, no, I don't. No, I'm 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 not a space guy. I don't, don't want to hang out do, underground. <laughs> I, I've never worked in space. I don't want to. I don't want to work in space because I mean my only because it, it was it's just a spinoff. You know, it's Space Command basically. So Space Command that became. But I mean, but I mean there were people. If you go back to the if you go back to like 1945, 1947 when the Air Force became its own service, I can just about guarantee you there were plenty of Army guys saying the same stuff. That people are saying now, going, that's so stupid. I'm not going over this. Yeah. Are you going to go to Sky and, Army? Yeah, the, Sky Army. Yeah, that's yeah, that's not real army. <laughs> oh, Sky that's Army not, would have been a way better name. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not a real military service. And and and, and honestly, there's still a lot of. I mean, I, I still hear Marines say, eh, "The Air Force isn't a real military service." <laughs> so, so and, you know, and that's you know, it's a service that's been around since 1947. So yeah, Space Force. Yeah, it's it's you know, it's cool, but it's basically Space Command. So, but it's like when the Air Force left left the Army. I mean, it's 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 a real, it's a real service, and it's and it's cool that there's actually going to be a separate service, or there's there is a, not going to be there is there a separate service is. for that. That's 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 building up, and it, and it's kind of fun to watch because I do follow um, the folks from uh, the new Space Force on uh, uh, some the the senior folks on uh, Facebook, and it's it's just. I enjoy watching them build a new service from scratch because, you know, I was in the youngest service at the time, mm-hmm. which is no longer the youngest service, but I never got to see it built from scratch. I saw it already established. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of cool to see them build this from scratch. And that's not 
Are they going to find aliens? No. Mm. No, they're not in that business. When Space Force eventually gets to Mars, are we going to be the aliens? Oh, we can spend a whole episode talking about Mars <laughs> and how we're not going to Mars. So, well, I think... as much as Elon Musk wants us to go to Mars, we're not going to Mars. I think that's uh, that's all the time we have for this episode of Let Me Ask My Dad. Uh, thank you for joining us. Please uh, rate, comment, subscribe, and use the hashtag AskDadCast on Twitter. Until next time, have a great day. Bye.